Previously on Great Samaritans. Sir Gierter, Gerlsteiner, congratulations on your continued success and domination of the mineral water landscape. I wish we could only have compliments for you. You might be wondering what some of the negative things are. Let's start with the fact that kids don't like Gerolsteiner in the United States. Kids don't respect the past. Also the cap. Definitely not kid friendly. Not even adult friendly. Solution. Candy crush it. By this, we mean candy crushify your packaging. So we watched your little raindrop video, and it was cute, but let's make it beautiful. It's Valentine's Day, and I want this to be hot. This idea is not cheap. We suggest to fund a Netflix show, and in order to do that, you have to drill deeper. Keep drilling until you strike black gold, then you can afford to execute. You can make it a series. The droppies go to prom. That's what the show's called, and that's what it's about. Netflix presents, Gerald Steiner presents, The Droppies Go to Prom, funded by Big Oil. And we think you're gonna like this, because guess who plays the oil? A little enemy of yours called Nestle. Guess who's another oil character? A little company called Fiji. People are going to stop drinking Fiji when they think it's all oily. And you're German, so I would avoid the propaganda route. For your older crowd, challenge your biggest water company in America to a track and field duel where you compete in a bunch of sports that requires jumping and arm strength. Each athlete competing can consume only the sponsored company's water and then you can see who has stronger arms and legs. This is called the proof is in the pudding. Gerolsteiner is also pretty pretentious, so we thought we could make it more pretentious by using a gold-colored bottle that has actual gold flakes in the bottle with extra minerals. When you get older, you need those more, and it's fancier, so you can bring it to fancy dinner parties, galas, proms, relating back to our Netflix show. You could have the gold bottles around the show. And this has to be co-branded by Hallmark, that uses its card technology, so it makes a sound when you open the bottle. It sounds a little like this. <sighs> People are two things. They are pretentious, or they like fast cars, they like football, they like pizza, and they like rock and roll. And who encompasses rock more than Germany's own Rammstein? Vertical integration, synergy, past the briefcase, attention, interest, desire, action, strengths and weaknesses. Everyone turn to slide. What's your end game? What do they want that they don't know they want? Dow Jones. Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into your favorite food and beverage brands. I'm Thomas Stern, joined by my co-host John Ramsey. And we're doing this podcast because it is our dream to start our own food or beverage business one day. And we thought, what better way to do that than research some of our favorite food and beverage brands? How's it going, John? It's so good, Thomas. Today is so good. I want to spend this time, I want to spend our banter time talking about something very important and very cool. And that is the support of our fans. 
we kind of launched the podcast recently. This is going to be, I mean, by the time this releases, it's going to be launched for a while. But uh, in real time, we recently did our launch for the podcast and all of the great reviews and all the great ratings and all the great people that have just reached out. I've been having such a good time reconnecting with old friends and having them be excited to hear the pod. I, I, I just feel so blessed and I'm so grateful for having great friends who listen to this podcast. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. That, those are exactly my thoughts, John. That's what I was going to say. And yeah, just reconnecting with people has been great. You already covered all that. So I'm going to drop one more thing. And that's, I just ate a salad that was inspired by Alex, the Alex Prachadko episode. Nice. I think I got it. Yeah. And he talked about his uh, grandfather, I think, making apple cider vinegar and garlic and olive oil salad. And it's so good. Highly recommend it. I put a little mustard, little fish sauce, and a little lemon juice in it, too. Mm. Anyway, we got a banger of an episode today. Oh, yeah. And for all... A unique one. For everybody paying attention, I want to do something really quick, Thomas, before we get into the banger. I, yeah. I want to let everyone know that I haven't forgotten our segment. This is the first episode um, where I'm not going to talk about Thomas's love life. But in two episodes, it's fair, it's fair game. It, yeah, it's coming back. I, the question's going to be there, and I'll be prepared for it. Great. Okay, proceed. So, today we're talking Fig Newtons, and we have our friend Jeff Little with us. And it's a unique episode because he's actually a Fig Newton skeptic, the brand by Nabisco. This is the first time we've ever had a guest with a negative passion. I always, you know, passion, I always think first of yeah. positive. But I completely neglected to think of a negative passion, you know, a, a, a deep-seated, I don't know, hatred, maybe? Yeah, we'll get into whether he hates the brand or not, <laughs> but he does have a positive passion for Fig Newton, the genre of cookie. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be exciting. Let's just welcome him in. Jeff Little, thanks for being hey, on the show. <laughs> Hello. I was really hoping for like uh, a track i'm just expecting to hear like in the background <laughs> like whistles <laughs> or, all right like a that, car rev <laughs> i like that you know what we try to implement all the feedback at least just give it a try so next episode we're gonna try something like that no 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 jeff? let's do it now thomas okay reintroduce jeff i'm gonna do a little car revving sound and we'll see if, if it's what he awesome. imagined it's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, I want a car. I really want a car. So our good friend, fellow improviser, Chicago comedy guy, welcome to the show, Jeff Little. Hey! hey. 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 That's all my cars out there. Hey, boys and girls. Thank you for revving so much. Oh, yeah. So first things first, why did you choose Fig Newtons? I guess the cookie genre. Right. So... I want to qualify the passionate hatred statement. I would say I am a little bit less than apathetic on a spectrum from hatred to love. If apathetic's in the middle, I'm like slightly towards the hatred spectrum. But I think being close to apathetic is as good of a negative review as any, right? Like if you could care less about something, then it's not making a good impact on your life, right? The most painful thing I think you can say to someone is that you don't care about them anymore. You know, like hating someone, at right. least you care. 
Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't even impact my life. Jesus. So yeah, that's ouch. my full negative review of yeah, Thick Newton. Yikes. So what um you kind of got into it with us before the record, but what's your history with Fig Newton, the brand, the the Nabisco cookie, and then just all Fig Newtons in general? My history with Fig Newton is uh, interacting with Fig Newton in the classroom setting. You come to Always. lunch. Some either you or some kid has got the Fig Newton. And in my mind, I was always kind of curious about the Fig Newton if I didn't have it. Do I like the soft, spongy mouthfeel? Do I want that right now? Am I feeling in the mood? I'm about to head out to recess. Do I want the glompiness sticking around on the roof of my mouth? Jeff, it sounds like something kind of bad happened to you out on the recess playground. Do you want to do you want to open up about uh, that negative experience? Did you have a Fig Newton and something bad happened? <laughs> I had Fig Newton glomped to the roof of my mouth. I was about to go down the slide and Josh Naiman pushed me down the slide and I choked on the Fig Newton on the way down. Okay. And it was uncomfortable and I hated it. And I'm never going back. Yeah. So that was, that, that might be the moment where you, you went from oh, this is fun, what does this taste like, I kind of want to know, to I'm not a fan of this, and I know that. And I, you know, when did that closure happen for you? I do think that it is the fact that the top side of a Fig Newton is too smooth <laughs> and, and too soft. It's like so obviously unnatural. And if you were to pick up a Fig Newton and just like pet the top, it couldn't be made anywhere else but in a conveyor belt factory. Yeah. Not, the factory is not for conveyor belts, but it has a conveyor belt inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. The way that they make the cookie is so interesting. I know that they have like they have a, an internal funnel that, is, that has the jam, if you want to call it jam, the fig jam. And then they have the external funnel, which is it's pooping out cookie. Right, right. It's got to so be just, cookie batter. It's just right. a tube. It's just a long tube, and then they cut it. It is so unattractive when I think of it that way. So did you look up how Fig Newtons were, are made? Yes. Yeah, good call. I haven't done that. But I imagine it's all just fig poop. Yeah. Like you're saying, yeah. And all it's the way. so yeah. smooth. You're right. It makes, me, it makes me a little afraid, like, oh, maybe someone else ate this and it's already been digested like the exactly. machine has already eaten the cookie and digested it and i'm getting i'm getting human centipeded over here yeah you're getting like a reconstructed fig newton that's already been eaten yeah by the machine 100 percent. yeah and that's why i like the nature's bakery one it's got it's got greediness you know, like it's got little pieces of what feel like could be featured in a granola cereal. Mm -hmm. And um, you know you're getting your fiber, right? I'm getting my fiber. I know I'm staying regular. That's big. I wanted to say fiber because Thomas was getting a little sleepy over in his corner and I wanted to perk him up. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is big on fiber. Oh, who, fiber? What? Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned the obviously on natural mouthfeel because in watching that how they're made video when they mix the batter for the bread part or for the cake part it's way too liquidy and it just doesn't look like a cake batter should at all and so i'm very curious to what that's going to be like and now that we're both kind of off put by the idea of the nabisco fig newton should we should we eat them now yes 
before I even get into this, I want to let you guys know I want to show you. I have eaten wow. so many. Whoa. I have eaten. You've destroyed that. I have eaten almost all of them. Yeah. John. John you're what? really enjoying them. I, How long did it take you to eat that many? I bought them yesterday because I thought we were trying them yesterday. And then because of scheduling conflicts, we had to just say, no, we can't do that. And so here I am. I've got Fig Newtons in my pantry. They're a yummy cookie. I think it's my sweet tooth more than anything that has gotten me this far. Okay. But I've I've never respected the serving size in a Fig Newton or in an Oreo for that matter. Any in any of them. Yeah, any cookie that presents me an unlimited amount, I'm not going to respect the serving size. Their packaging, you peel what's like a tongue shape from the top and then it reveals just the open rows and it's pretty attractive. Ooh. To all the people that are listening to this pod and not currently on it and experiencing what I'm talking about, I've eaten 17 cookies and there's three left. <laughs> Can I say, I like that you guys are referring to them as cookies. Because mm -hmm. in my mind, I never refer to them as cookies. Because I it, the category for cookie is baked in a circular thing and it either has chocolate chips or oatmeal raisin or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I guess they are. Are they cookies? Does well, it wait, say cookie wait. on the package? What would you call them? Would you call them a Newton? I do. Yes, I call them a Newton. Jeff, I'm 100% with you. I don't think they're cookies. I think a Fig Newton is its own thing. Yeah. And in a couple of their ads, in some of their older ads, maybe I'll play one now. You know, it's the kid eating, eating them in his bed. And then... His mom says, Never. I thought I said no eating no cookies. No cookies in bed. bed. And he says, It's, it's not, not a cookie, cookie, mother. It's a fruit Newton. That kid knows what's up. Okay. Yeah. And then so he gets to keep eating them. But on the website, they're referred to as cookies. If so. anything, I would refer to them as a biscuit. As, okay. as like a, a, a calzone biscuit, mm -hmm. which has a gooey fig center. Yeah, maybe they should call them. Maybe they should identify their cookies as calzone biscuits. I mean, that's <laughs> sweet calzone biscuits with a gooey fig. Yeah, center. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, should we? Let's taste them, guys. Oh, sure. I've got uh, the regular. It's the fig flavor. I think it's interesting. We have to talk about the fact that it's not called a fig Newton anymore. Nabisco now just calls them Newtons, and below that, they are fig flavor. So they're not even Fig Newtons. They're oh, Newtons and yeah. they're Fig-flavored Newtons, which I think is interesting. I didn't know that. That implies yes. other flavors. Right. They didn't make a big statement out of it. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't rebrand. Did you happen to see what other flavors they have? There's strawberry. I know, I know there's no banana Newtons because of that commercial. I don't think I would mind a banana Newton all that much. I wouldn't either. I don't know what the commercial was trying I'm to say. I'm kind of curious about a banana Newton. Yeah. yeah. All right, I, I'm starting to feel like the listeners are anxious to hear our thoughts about the flavors and the experience and the mouthfeel. Okay. Should we get into it? Absolutely. Get ready for glomp. I'm taking a bite, guys. It's glompy. It's classic This is glomp. not as good as I remembered it. <laughs> I think it's very bad. <laughs> it feels extremely artificial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, John. I don't know how you ate so many of these. The fact, well, the fact was just that I didn't have anything sweeter in the house, so it was it was for me only the sugar factor. <laughs> I ate seventeen of them because yeah, I had nothing no else food. to eat. Yeah, I don't know what that says about it, but yeah, it's um, 
it's so cakey it's so dry and it's stodgy yeah it's definitely stodgy i i get the fig in there but it doesn't taste that much like fig and yeah it just leaves that like weird paste in your mouth mm-hmm. that you like wipe away with your tongue yeah anyway did you guys pet the top make sure you pet the top to see how smooth it is oh okay give your new one a little pet yeah this has clearly been digested by something else i'm really enjoying my nature's bakery fig bar they don't, they're not newtons they're bars i get the nice little crunch of the grains i also get a nice crunch of the fig in the jam because the figs have seeds you know mm-hmm. i guess yeah i i don't want to keep jumping the gun with the history but i am curious why fig is the reigning champ of the gooey center jam Okay, so briefly to go over um, fig newtons. History reveals that early Egyptians invented the fig roll, which was a oh. simple hand-rolled confection of preserved figs wrapped in a, four, in a flour-based dough. In 1891, Charles Roser invented a machine that inserted fig paste into thick pastry dough. This is the, the technology that's still used today. Kennedy Biscuit Company purchased the Rosa recipe and started mass production that year. So Fig Newtons, as we know them, have existed for more than a century. Wow. The Kennedy Biscuit Company merged with New York Biscuit Company to form Nabisco. Wait, biscuit. You're saying biscuit left and right. You're this right. Is what I'm saying is it's not a cookie. It's a biscuit, people. I agree with you 100%. So after Nabisco was formed, they were now trademarked as Fig Newtons. Can I ask, can I interrupt you? Go ahead. Nabisco, for me, as a child, I always thought the logo was like an alien spaceship. Like, I never understood what was Nabisco. Like, is that somebody's name? And is that an alien spaceship? And that's what, that, those are my questions. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it looked like the head of a robot or like a TV antenna. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And now I think the name is some, like the Na is from New York and then bisco's biscuit company oh that makes sense so since 2012 the fig has been dropped from the product name now just newtons the reason is that nabisco expanded the filling choices from fig to other fruit varieties such as raspberry apple Mm. and cinnamon triple berry peach and apricot and strawberry wow so i'm curious did you guys ever hear the rumor about insect eggs and fig newtons Growing up? Maybe when I was younger, but it was so long ago that I wasn't paying attention to it regardless. So this is pretty gross, but I'll just go into the science of it. I went to HowStuffWorks.com and really dug deep into this. Most commercially grown figs are pollinated by fig wasps. So the way this works is female fig wasps enter figs not knowing whether the fig is a male capper fig or a female edible fig. If it's a male, they can deposit their eggs into the fig, thus completing the reproductive cycle. If it's a female Mm. edible fig, she can't lay her eggs in it, and she just dies Mm -hmm. inside of the fig. She can't lay her eggs inside of... The interior... There's no cozy home. Yeah, there's no space for them to Ah. lay their eggs for some reason. So when the female wasp dies inside of the edible fig, an enzyme in the fig called ficin breaks down her carcass into protein what the fuck 
The fig basically digests the dead insect, making it part of the resulting ripened fruit. Oh, wow. So every time we eat fig, we're eating wasp as well. Every fig, yes, has broken down the carcass of a female fig wasp. Is that a requirement of a fig in order to turn it into an edible fig? Is that a wasp has to die inside of it? I did read somewhere that every fig has done this. So yeah, I think so. So maybe that's maybe that's a part of like the pollination process or the... Maybe that's necessary for it to develop into a properly ripe fruit. Right. Jeez. But anyway, the crunchy bits in the fig are seeds and they're not the wasp. The wasp has, you know, become one with the fig by the time we eat it. Right. Wow. Were people like, oh, we learned about this and we don't actually know how the science works. So we just assume that there are eggs in this now. Yes. Right. So, yeah, it is a myth that we just busted. Busted. (laughs) (laughs) Myth fucking busted. It's a Mythbusters podcast, baby. Yeah, this is our first myth bust. This is awesome. Hell yeah. I'm Jamie Heineman. (laughs) That's pretty good. Thanks. (laughs) Also, I wonder if that classifies a fig as a carnivorous plant since it eats a living thing. So the what's happening with a fig and fig wasps is called mutilism. Ooh, interesting. That's the process. That's a great word. I'm going to look up that word. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Because it sounds awesome. It sounds metal as hell. Yeah. It sounds really fucking metal. Yeah. Like a mutation. Like you're a mutant. Or you mutilate as a thing. Or yeah. mut- yes, totally. You're a mutilator. The, the act of mutilating. My goodness. Wait, wait, wait. Is it mutalism or mutualism? <laughs> um, Maybe it's mutualism let me it's gotta be mutualism (laughs) is there an a you're right yep i think it's mutualism fuck not as cool you were just about to make another myth you bust one and you're about to reintroduce another one into society thomas (laughs) we're net zero on myths everybody (laughs) big net zero (laughs) all right so now we're gonna break down what is fig newton's market share Oh, business, mm-hmm. business, business, business. Business time. What do you guys think? Where do you think they rank in U.S. cookies? So this is all sweets and snacks. In the top 10 of, are they in the top 10 of cookies as far as sales in the U.S.? What do you think, John? I'm going to read Thomas here. I'm going to read you. We're. I think you've got a poker face on right now, but I think you had a tell. And your tell is in the top 10. First you said in the top 10, and then you said, are they in the top 10? So I think they are in the top 10. And I'm going to go number, I don't know. I'll go number five. Number five cookie in the U.S. I feel a little guilty now because I did swindle you with my poker face, John. They're not in the top 10. Jeff is correct. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) You really did. You were so confident, too. You convinced me. I was like, damn, Thomas did have a tell. I didn't see it. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was a reverse tell. Yeah, it was a reverse tell. I got lashifed. I'll go through the top 10 really quick. Private labels. So, you know, Target brand. Costco brand, whatever. They're number one, as they always are in everything. Oreo 2, Chips Ahoy, Belvita, Oreo Double Stuff, Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream, Little Debbie Nutty Buddy, Nilla Wafers, Milano, Loft House, and that's the top 10. See, Nilla Wafers also have that smooth top quality 
and artificial feeling that I think is captured as well in the Fig Noon. We just love that mass-produced cookie bullshit. Yeah, I think you could make that <laughs> argument, Jeff, for all of those top ten cookies. I bet all of those top ten are just gross and mass-produced taste. But but Oreo Oreo has a texture on the top, and for some reason, mm-hmm. and it's not a good one. Yeah, it's like oh, this isn't as weird, even though clearly it's very weird. It's, it's not as smooth. weird as the perfect smoothness. Maybe this is just a me thing, but a food should not be smooth. Nothing, no food that you pick off of the ground should be smooth to eat. I think there are some good, nice, smooth things. I, I was just Name thought a good, of nice, like smooth thing. certain certain apple skins are smooth, right? Also mass produced though. These days, <laughs> I got one true. that Thomas might like. What <laughs> yeah. about uh, a new computer mouse? There you go. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. That's a good food. I eat those all the time. <laughs> a banana? Banana peels. Also mass smooth. produced. Also oh. mass produced. I think if you if you find a banana <laughs> wherever the wild bananas occur, they're gonna be like bumply and warty and like, I'm a fucking banana. I'm a fucking banana. <laughs> <laughs> These Bronx I'm rough, rugged and raw. Right. And exactly. I'm not like you other bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mass produced bullshit. Get out of here, smoothie. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Banana. You thought that was a bad take. Mr. Banana is the ultimate argument for what I am trying to say. <laughs> Our listeners might be screaming at their phones right now or wherever they listen because I'm sure there's got to be some non mass produced smooth food, but I can't think of one. I can't, I can't come up with one. I think Apple was as close as you're going to get. But also, they pick those. The ones that you see in the store, those are the ones that they're like, no bruises, no no nicks, dents, or worms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, a crab apple from a tree has got, like, little tiny bumps on it when you pick it. Hey, I'm a crab it. apple over here. <laughs> I got a couple of bumps. Can you blame me? <laughs> I mean... There's potentially many fruits, right? Watermelon. Watermelon are pretty smooth. I think part of Jeff's point is like the watermelon, you don't eat the smooth part. So that's like yeah. like anything that you eat, that part's not going to be smooth, right? Okay. And I think you may have a point there. I might be uh, anti-smoother now. <laughs> I've convinced you. You're on the right side. Okay, Welcome I've got one us. more go. I've got one more try. I'm Okay. I'm throwing up a Hail Mary here. Maple bar. A glassy, glazy top of a maple bar. <laughs> what is a maple bar? What? That sounds... It's like a rectangular donut with a maple glaze. You know what you I'm talking just, about? You just said donut. <laughs> That's something that is produced. Doesn't occur naturally in nature. I don't think when you're traversing an Amazonian forest, you just come upon <laughs> a, na- a maple bar. <laughs> a maple bar. <laughs> and if you do, it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this. This looks edible. <laughs> this perfectly smooth donut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm anti-smooth. I couldn't do it. I, I fought as hard as I possibly could, and I can't think of a single naturally occurring smooth food. Listeners, right. if you come up with one, email us or post it on our Instagram or something, at Great Samaritans Pod or GreatSamaritansPod at gmail.com. Smooth food. Uh, Hashtag smooth food. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag smooth food. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it's time to talk about the competition of Fig Newtons. Mm-hmm. 
We already talked about Fig Newmans, which I haven't had, but they, uh, they're pretty popular. They're more natural. They use organic flour. Another competitor is the Settembrini Fig Cookie by Mulino Bianco. In the review of this, someone talked about after going for these, they can't go back to Fig Newtons. So that could present some issues for Nabisco. It, it seems like there's an issue arising with Nabisco's Fig Newtons where when somebody tries something that isn't that, they're never going back to a Fig Newton. That is a very good point. That's a great point. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Once you, you've tried Fig Newton, you're like, oh, okay, this could be good. You try the next thing, and it doesn't even have to be that much better. But then you're like, oh, wow, I could never go back to that shit pooped out of a conveyor belt uh, yeah. Nabisco machine. Yeah. Right now, it's time for a new segment where we're going to test out a listener suggestion. So at the end of the segment, we'll decide if it was a one-night stand or if we're going to put a ring on it or if we don't know yet. So John's friend Robert came in hot with the idea to look at the most expensive versions of things. So today we're going to look at the most expensive fig cookie that anyone can just buy with a simple Google search. So what did we come up with? It's on Etsy.com. So the, the name of a fig cookie, a traditional Southern Italian fig cookie is a Cucidati, C-U-C-C-I-D-A-T-I. And so it's Mimi's Cookies Shop. They're $55 for two dozen, but they get, there's 993 sales, 4.9 out of five stars on 244 reviews. Yeah. Mm. What can we learn from this little bake shop that's selling these cookies at 55 for two dozen? So that's a little less than $2 a cookie. They've got rainbow sprinkles, a little mm -hmm. zigzag of white icing. I'll read mm -hmm. the description here. Also known as Sicilian fig cookies are traditionally served during the holidays, but certainly can be enjoyed year round. So there's no hard rule on that. The sweet dough is similar to that of a butter cookie. And the filling is a mixture of dried figs, dried dates, raisins, almonds, apricot jam, fresh orange zest, honey, and rum. Oh, oh there you go. Nice. Cucidati are very special Italian fig cookies made in Southern Italy. It sounds lovely. Yeah. I especially love knowing that it's like a holiday cookie. Like it's associated with a very joyous time. Yeah. You get together with grandma before Christmas and you make the Cucidati and maybe she's doing the bread batter part and you have to make the filling. And then once both are ready to get it, you bring them together, you get a nice Cucidati cookie. And what's great, Jeff, is that you've got that nice icing and you have like the uh, funfetti sprinkles over the top. So you're not getting that flat. You're not getting a smooth top. You've got some nice texture yeah. on that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You don't ever have to be freaked by this very strange, <laughs> smooth texture when you're eating it. Bisco, just make Cucidati. It's got the frosting. It's got the sprinkles. And it's got the uh, maybe a little rum flavor little orange flavor the rum really adds something the rum sounds really nice yeah like a christmas rum ball you know the christmas rum cuchidati yeah and it, it could be a seasonal nabisco release yeah there you go mm -hmm. spice up your fig newtons yeah change it up a little bit mm -hmm. all right guys what do we think of robert's segment suggestion is this a one night stand or is it are we gonna put a ring on this segment or do we not know yet I'll go first. 
I don't know yet. I'm leaning towards putting a ring on it, but I'm not quite there yet. I think it's a good segment. I, Because I want to know what is the fanciest version yes. of a particular thing. I'm curious. Is the beauty of Coochie Dottie, though, that it's handmade? You know, if Nabisco gets their big corporate hands on Coochie oh. Dottie and starts mass producing them. You know, it's kind of like that episode of SpongeBob where King Neptune makes a thousand Krabby Patties and they're not as good as SpongeBob's one because SpongeBob makes it with love. Is that something to consider? Ooh. Unless, unless you hire a Nabisco love stirrer. Oh, John. Wow. That is a great idea. I'll... You have to have a guy or a girl, whatever. You have to have somebody who's there who's like, oh, yeah, love these. I, I think she has to be a Sicilian grandmother, too, just to keep it authentic. Right. Yes. And maybe when they're doing the mass production of the Coochie Dottie batter, the grandma will come in and be like, oh, let me just need to touch this a little yes. bit. And then it's been blessed. Yeah by the grandma and it can move on to the rest of the industrialized process. That's exciting. Even if she just sticks her finger in it. <laughs> right. Boop. Yeah. And then you can have a tagline on that package, blessed with grandma's love. Ooh. I love that. <laughs> this is a great idea, John. Nice job, John. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then to wrap this segment up with a nice bow, I'm going to put I'm going to put a ring on this segment's finger. I've decided. Congratulations, yeah. segment. You made it. You have a ring. <laughs> and it it isn't officially wed to the pod until I put a ring on it, but I think I might very soon. It sounds like we're engaged, but we have no date yeah. for the wedding yet. <laughs> that's exactly correct. Great way to put then it. That's it. That's then that's the next subsection of the segment. One night stand, put a ring on it. If put a ring on it. Are we planning a wedding date, or are we just going to drag out being engaged? Congratulations on your impending planning. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right, I think it's time to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to listen to some of the classic Fig Newton ads. A pallet of bricks needs moving. A cat is stuck in a low-hanging tree. A basketball is jabbed between the backboard and the rib. You need to lift a smart car four feet high. These are four scenarios that can be fixed by Jacob's Forklift Rentals. Hi, I'm Jacob Forklift. That's not just what people call me. I legally changed my name. Why? Because I'm sexually attracted to forklifts. We offer the widest variety of lifts in the Chicagoland area. We have scissor lifts, diesel dual fuel articulating boob lifts, highway legal forklifts that can travel up to 45 miles per hour for 20 minutes, and we have miniature forklifts, Perfect for meals and salads. I've been in business for over 35 years, and I'm easily the most trusted forklift rental business in the business. I've also dated each of my forklifts for at least three months. I'm currently dating the Green Mountain 25-foot-high personal lift, and my mom says she's a keeper. Okay, that's my time. If you need a lift, go to my website at jacobsforkliftrentals.com. And remember, that's Jacob with two Ks. And we're back. So now we're going <laughs> to... Sorry, I wanted to rev a car. It's all right. <laughs> I was really excited. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to listen to uh, some classic Fig Newton ads and see what we can learn from that. The first one that comes up when you YouTube Fig Newton commercial is this. 
It's the classic guy in the Fig Newton. His name is Big Fig. He's in a huge Fig Newton costume. Big Fig? Hi, gang. <laughs> Big Fig here with that great new dance, the Newton. <laughs> Hit it, Hal. Gooey, gooey, rich and chewy inside. Golden, flaky, tender, cakey outside. <laughs> Wrap the inside and the outside. Is it good? Darn tootin' doing the Big Fig. The big fake Newton. One more time. The big fake Newton. Wow. Hi, gang. <laughs> big fig there. Big fig here. Here, when he says, "Here's the hard part," what he does is he kind of leans to one side, he lifts one he leg, just, and then yeah, he just stands. Yeah, yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He's a big fig. Yeah, that's true. So I'm trying to think if this has a place in today's, if maybe we can do a lot of times, you know, it's nice to do a throwback to get some nostalgia points. I don't know if I would do it with big fig though. Oh, I say go for it. Okay. I love big fig. I I want Bobby Moynihan in a big fig costume. And I want him to go, now here's the hard part, and just stretch. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted yeah. to make a big deal about it. Like, oh, man, here we go. <laughs> and just lift up a leg. <laughs> I think that's perfect. That's actually really great. Um, and this guy looks a lot like Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. yeah. So it would be perfect. Here comes the hard part. <laughs> I love here comes the hard part. I do, too. I love that the actor was brave enough to share his truth with the camera and be like, I, <laughs> I'm not great Don't at this like part. This part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to let everybody know that this might not be good. <laughs> All right. So now let's talk about the demographics that they're successful with right now. Fig Newtons and Nabisco. I think um, kids still probably like it because it's sweet. Oh, we're saying today's yes. demographics. Yes. I do feel like growing up it was popular with kids, but I don't know if it's still popular. Yeah. I feel like now it's like a grandma-grandpa <laughs> snack. I think you're right. I right? think that's it's like an old person thing. The kids who grew up with Big Fig are still fans of Fig Newtons, but all of the children yeah. that Big Fig couldn't influence – they don't see the significance of eating Fig Newtons. And they grow up more in like the Jeff generation of, I don't want to eat this smooth, mass-produced turd. This fig turd. <laughs> yeah. This goopy bar snack. With wasp corpse in it. Yeah. Another great metal name. I like this angle. <laughs> wasp corpse. I think there's a, I think there's a simple huge group of people and that is um january 16th everybody 10 days after the deadly insurrection on capitol hill is fig newton day is that true january 16th is fig newton day that is it's a fact wow so what i think we can do there is capitalize a little bit you're supposed to just celebrate by eating fig newtons they, that's I look I googled how do I celebrate Fig Newton Day and they say buy <laughs> a Fig Newton and enjoy it, which is the bare minimum, right? It's the bare minimum of what you can right, do. Right. I think you get 
Um, you turn it into a huge, mm. huge holiday. Fig New Year. Yeah. Oh, Fig New Year. Fig New Year. I didn't even think about the new part. Yeah. Wow. Fig New Year. Okay. Fig New yes, Year starts on Jan 16. There's the Western New Year, Chinese yeah. New Year in February, or usually yeah. in February. And then there's Fig New Year, which is January 16th, which is nice because it's after our normal New Year. Right. Um, I like that. You yeah. dress up, you get your big fig costume on with the gonzo top. Yeah. <laughs> you do a lot of things that are difficult and this you tell everyone. especially important. <laughs> this is going to be the hard part. We're at, we're at ground <laughs> yeah. zero here, right? We get to make fig new year and we get to make it whatever we want. We get to invent yeah. fig new year. I think everybody, I think big fig is absolutely the spokesperson. He's our Santa. Yes. The Santa. He's the Santa. Yes. So he's the Santa. And then what else? What other traditions? Like Christmas where you give gifts, you just give fig newtons to people. You find a fig and you give it to someone who needs a fig the most. You know, it could be, mm, yeah. Who who is in need of a fig the most? <laughs> People who are doing the hard part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody who's doing the hard part needs a fig. Yeah. Needs that ooey gooey chewy center and that golden flaky outside. And this could be a lot of kinds of hard parts. Like if they're not working right now, or if they have a disease. The thing is, is that they have to do it. <laughs> So you could say you could say now comes the hard part and then you go and quit your job and then you'd be like you know what you deserve a fig Newton for that yes. that was really difficult you look at you yeah, look at like the that. part of your life that is the hardest and you stop doing it and you get a fig Newton but it could it could also be no but you can't stop doing it because you have to do it for the person All to give because right. he did it he was like now comes the hard part now I do it yeah you're right so so it's about it's about embracing the adversity it's about powering through adversity and once you do it yeah you get yes. rewarded yes that's kind of nice yeah and it's your fig new year yeah after that after you've done it now you're in the fig new year yeah it's kind it, of a rebirth then you create your fig new year resolutions maybe the whole fig new year you are brainstorming and building up to that hard part thing that you're gonna do on january 16th Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you you have to decide on Fig New Year Day what your Fig New Year resolution is going to be. And you have to, you're held accountable. You know, if, if you don't do it, if you don't do the hard part, you don't get the Fig Newtons. So like, okay, like there's a, there's a, there's a congressional hearing and it's Jan 16, Mark Zuckerberg comes up in front of a judicial committee or whatever, and they're like, you know, you've, have you been stealing our data and selling it to, across the world or whatever? And he, there's a, you know, cut to, he turns to the camera, now comes the hard part. And he reveals that he's been stealing all of our data and selling it. And Congress is like, you screwed up. Like, we don't like you, but you get a big Newton. <laughs> yeah. And how well, much you go. better is right. he going to feel after that, too? Oh, so much better. So it's kind of like a way to coerce people into doing things. Yeah, and copping to bad things they've done. I don't know if I want it to be coercive. You have to, you have to uh, volunteer, I feel like. Okay. Yeah. It's about finding yeah, the courage yeah. to admit to the hard right. part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to admit to the hard part, yeah. 
All right, that's one solid idea. Good job, John. I, thought, I love that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I wonder if I did anything difficult. What was my hard part on Jan 16 this year? I don't know. <laughs> yes, I think we should actually all come up with our Fig New Year uh, resolutions right now. Yeah, okay. that's a great idea. What's Something that's going to be difficult that we're going to do on Fig New Year Day next year. Right, right. <laughs> this is truly difficult. I'm, okay, I'm going to clean my bathtub thoroughly. It's not that gonna, bad, but the bottom of it. You're going to wait a it, whole year for that? <laughs> you I, don't think you could just do that next weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, should a fig new year resolution be something that really takes a year to do or No, okay. no. I think it's great. I think it's great. Because his hard part was standing on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think cleaning a tub is okay. fine. I think that's Thank totally you. valid. I think my Okay, my hard part That's a good one. My hard part will be I but and it will take a build up. I'm going to start I'm starting today. I want my hard part to be able to touch my toes in front in, a, in front of a crowd without bending my knees. And I know everybody's like quarantine goals, yoga, whatever. I'm going to do it. That's my I'm going to say now comes the hard part. Right done. I like that. Maybe by then it won't be so hard though. So maybe that subverts. Well, that's what's fun. You have the whole year to to really get to get to it. I think here's a sub rule. Uh, if it's clear that it wasn't difficult, you don't get the Fig Newton. It has yeah, to be yeah, hard. Yeah, you can't, it does have you can't to be just say, here time. comes the hard part and do something you've been doing all year <laughs> <Yeah>. long. <laughs> Maybe you get a wasp sting. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, there's a carrot and a stick type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you say, here comes the hard part, and, it, and somebody can prove that it's not hard for you, you get stung by a wasp. Yeah. So then I'm not going to practice touching my toes. Yes. yes. But on Jan 16, I'm going to try really hard. I say, here comes the hard part. And I will do it for that Newton, but I will not have tried before. Yeah. That's great. That's great. My fig New Year resolution is I'm going to bench press 350 Ooh. pounds. Wow. Oh, wait, John. You, you can't work what up to it. What are you at either. now? <laughs> Hopefully you're not bench pressing anything. It's got to be a hard part. I, yeah, I can't spot you on that. I don't know who's going to spot you on to, that. I, I haven't been going to the gym since quarantine. Uh, I haven't bench pressed probably in two years. I've been doing push-ups. I've been just doing body weight. But my fig new yeah, year right. is to bench press 350 pounds. Yeah. Ooh. And that's the hard part. And I'm going to say, do not resuscitate. <laughs> okay. If right. I don't get it, if do you not say resuscitate. So. so we will wasp sting your dead body when you don't bench press. Well, no, because he did. No, no, no. It no. was hard. So he doesn't get the wasp. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. So I don't get stung. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I'm going to lift. I'm going to get some help lifting the bar. And I'm going to say, here comes the hard part. <laughs> In the process, yeah. While you're lifting it, totally easy. This is totally good. You got this. Now here yep. comes the hard part. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. I think we have our ideas. And I think we're ready to draft this email. What do you, what do you guys think? 
Absolutely. I think Nabisco needs to hear what we have to say to them. Because we have a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dear Nabisco, a lot of the time we start with kind of a backhanded statement or just an outright neg. So okay. <laughs> they, yeah. they kind of like us a little bit. They kind of think we're more turned on than they are. <laughs> They're a little okay. bit turned on. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, I don't know why he's being so mean, but <laughs> I really like this. Yeah. So your dear, dear Nabisco, what happened? How about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Fig Newtons were huge in the 19th century. Now they're not even in the top 10. Mm. When was the last time you looked yourself in the mirror? <laughs> yes. Are you even doing the hard part anymore? Ooh. And then maybe and then maybe in parentheses we'll say we'll explain that later. <laughs> I mean, I do think that's a nice transition into bringing up Big Fig. Do you have out do you even know what that's referencing? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, we are just really grilling Nabisco. <laughs> yeah. We better get, yeah, these ideas have to be solid in order for us to come back from the hate and shade that we are throwing. Oh, oh don't yeah. worry. Yeah. They always do. Maybe we should uh, ease back a little bit right here after don't. Do you even know what we're referencing? I love okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but we really care. <laughs> sorry. It's just we really care about fig biscuits <laughs> about those ooey gooey fig biscuits hmm <laughs> what happened to big fig we saw that he died <laughs> rip by the way yeah rip didn't see anything on your social media about it <laughs> but we expect a replacement for such a fun relatable and human character perfect bobby moynihan ever heard of him he's already a big fig <laughs> he's got the footwork <laughs> and most importantly <laughs> he does the hard part <laughs> <laughs> okay i think that's a nice uh, ending to that idea john why don't you kick us off with the Sicilian grandma. He does the hard part. You know who else does the hard part? Sicilian grandmothers. Day in and day out. Day in and day out. Blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. These women are selling their love for $55 for two dozen. How many? How many Fig Newtons do you sell for $55? (laughs) Oh, more than that? A <laughs> hundred? A thousand? Right. They're cheaper by the dozen. You guys are cheaper <laughs> by the dozen. You're out of touch. <laughs> are you just going to start railing on them again? <laughs> You're out of touch. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start railing on them. I'm nagging them, and then I'm going to bring it back. You're out of touch. You don't listen to what we want anymore. We... And where's the authenticity? Where's the authenticity? I can tell you don't love your figs. But we need to introduce love to Nabisco. And we plan to do that by hiring Sicilian grandmothers. <laughs> who is? Should we hire Sicilian grandmothers who can't make their own coochie dotty? Or are we poaching? They are 
they're Italian grandmothers who want to spread love as far and wide as possible. Yeah, I think okay. love they is want the to key be, thing. They okay. want to be introduced to the industrialized process. Okay. So we need to find some insecure Sicilian grandmothers. <laughs> Wait, why do they have to be insecure? Because they want to perform. They want the love. They want the applause. Okay, okay. They will perform the best, I guarantee you. Insecure Sicilian grandmothers are going to perform the best. They're going to give us the love every single time, even when they don't have to. They're going to give okay. it. Okay. And I, I'm not backing off on that. They have to. Okay. They have to yeah, double way. down. Doubling down. Um, and, you know, they just have to touch the product. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know. And they, and they whisper, love you. <laughs> They and whisper, whisper love, love you. you. They put the they put the Newtons to bed every night. Love you. They kiss them. So I think this has to be a requirement. Whenever the factory closes for the day, they have to shut the lights off. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Thank you. Yes, Thomas. totally. And they have to like kind of look back longingly yes. before the lights actually blink off. Yeah, like, they have to look back. They have to say out loud so the entire factory can hear because they have to talk to all of the dough. They have to talk to everything, everyone, every fig. And they have to say, I just don't know where I'd be without you. (laughs) Yeah. That has to be really heartfelt. Yes. And if people can't tell that it's heartfelt, she has to do it all over again. (laughs) Yeah. The cookie's going to be ruined. (laughs) Totally. If you you hire a phony grandma, forget it. You're not doing... You're not doing what? The hard part. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> and I feel like that transitions pretty well into Fig New Year. Mm-hmm. Something that we've noticed is the lack of recognition of a particular special day that is marked on our calendars. <laughs> is it marked on yours? Jan 16. A day that should be known across the globe as the Fig New Year Day. The day where we come together to collectively do the hard part. And all that we ask is that maybe you do a hard part. Make a Fig Newton what it could and should be, an elevated cookie for us to enjoy. I really didn't go with the negging angle. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. We I started with the negging. I kind of brought him up. Yeah. 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 I like the the idea of the third one being sweet. Then we send a picture of all of us doing the hard part of the dance. <laughs> we know that we're doing the <laughs> <Yes>. hard part. <laughs> we're doing the hard part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy Fig New Year, you guys. Happy, Happy Fig, Fig New, New Year. Year. Just happened. Yeah. yeah, it just happened. Yeah. Happy belated Fig New Year to you guys. And happy, <laughs> happy belated Fig New Year to our listeners. Thank you for joining us, Jeff. Yeah, thank yeah, you, Yeah, thanks so much for having much. me. This was super fun. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you soon. That was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at GreatSamaritansPod at gmail.com. Feel like being a Great Samaritan yourself? Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye bye.
Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your end game. Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.